1: Hello Donna.
0: Hi. Am I the only one?
1: Hi. You are. And I was thinking what's going on today? It's been a very odd day. So I I'm here to Oh, wonderful, Colleen
2: Yeah, hi.
1: Hi, hi. I was like I know that sometimes people get a little late, but I was thinking for When it comes to phone, I'm very, very punctual. So I was like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I, was,
2: I was usually on, punctual. But... I was on since noon, but I couldn't hear anything until now.
1: Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? When it is like that, I should tell everybody that to talk because what happens is if it's just me, sometimes I'm typing or I'm, you know, doing things and I don't want the noise to be recorded. So I mute myself. That's what I do. Oh,
2: I see. Okay. So I was
1: here. I was here, but it's good. Okay. So I'm really thrilled that you you ladies are joining me. Do you know if Anthony is uh, coming as well, or I texted
2: him, but I haven't heard back, so I'm not sure. He might be held up at work.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, here we are. So this is go- This is going to be great. Um, I'm. Um, it's so good to be back home and settled and had a wonderful Thanksgiving. How about you, ladies? Very nice. Yeah, that's as well. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice Good. holiday. Good. Mellow, which sometimes is the best way, at least. At least well, it was, there's always a little hectic parts. I don't know for in your families, but there's always some pieces that <laughs> that can get a little hectic with so many people and food and things. But um uh, it's really nice. And yeah. uh, how have you been? Have you been um, doing much tapping? Are you needing? Um, Are you needing more people to practice? I would love to hear from each of you. I'm going to take some notes about your successes, of course, even if it's little things. Uh, And Donna knows very well why I do these, but I have to say it has taken quite a bit of time for me to retrain my brain for success, and I noticed that if we ever had uh, any kind of, even if it's minimal criticism in our life at any point, one of the things that happens is that as we're doing something and when we complete a task even if it's a small one, instead of thinking, Oh my God, I did it and we celebrate that little piece, whatever it might be, we're constantly looking at what else needs to get done and why didn't you you know, why didn't we do it sooner and things like that. So I think it's so huge to just develop just like I, I have developed that every time I'm upset without even noticing I start talking. Um every time I do something I really celebrate which makes a huge difference because then I'm very motivated to to continue to do more. So that's the reason why and uh and I I know that Donna you've been have you been actually working on that as well do you do you use it a lot? Uh celebrating
0: I do and I find it's really helpful still for me um to have an accountability partner or to have calls like this where I do have to stop and say, oh, these are my successes because it's not completely habitual for me to catch myself and say, yay, that was awesome, I just did that. Um, And so when I have to say to somebody else, oh, these are the things that have been happening, oh, yeah, that's
1: I really like it, deserve a big pat in the back for that, yay. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, so congrats. The reason that I'm actually pointing to Donna is because uh, we've been in a a training together where that is, I think that's where it comes from. Um, So that's why I was mentioning her uh, so, Kali has an idea why I said that I'm sharing with you. So, I'm all ears. So I would love to hear from both of you and in any way things that have that have happened, both in a personal, you know, way, like all the successes you've had, and challenges as well. So, I can, if any, in any way, I can support you in moving forward. Um, I'm more than happy to do so. Um,
2: I could go first, I guess. Um... I've only met with one friend who is going to be meeting with me. What weekly though? Uh, she was sick this week, so we didn't get to like have like our real first session. Our um, I'd, we had kind of like a half hour pre session um last the week before, and basically I realized I sh- I want to have a model for someone who's interested in learning EFT both either or or both for learning to self use it as a self-healing tool as needed and how i teach that as well as you know being a practitioner for that person who's like you know trying to do some healing with eft so um but i think i did a good job kind of explaining what the difference of those two things are and what type of issues and how far you can get with doing it by yourself and having a practitioner and that there's like kind of different uses there. So I realized though, that like uh, moving forward, I want to have, I want to streamline that. So it was good practice to talk, you know, to have like a first pre-session and realize, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm also thinking about how I want to set myself up in a business sense and, and even in a practice sense, because it's, for me, it's so much to kind of carve out an hour of time where, and I'm paying usually about $20 an hour for childcare while I'm, you know, carving mm. out that time. So I want to, but she's going to start daycare in January. So that'll give me some more flexibility, but I want to, and I'm, curious with your experience with this Laura um, kind of set up like bundle packages you know what i mean like yeah five or i don't know i'm thinking like five minimum 5 10 15 20 you know kind of um, packages and even if they're practice sessions that there's kind of like a even a small financial commitment to that
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: even if it's five dollars a session, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just yeah. just so that there's there's mutual commitment there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't know. Do you? Th- I mean, I wonder if that's fair to ask, even though I'm just practicing. If it was on the EFT buddies, I don't think I would do that. It would just, right, make, you know, maybe trade or whatever. But I guess. I feel like accountability goes out the window for everyone when there's no exchange of some sort of service, whether it's cash for service or it's um, service for service or, you know, something.
3: Yes. Uh, Yeah. I
1: actually, I think there. I'll be, I'll be happy to talk about that for both from a, from a practitioner as well as a businesswoman standpoint and how to go about it, and I'm going to give plenty of tips to to address that. Um, I have a question for everybody because I notice that I like hearing from everybody and then I answer the questions because sometimes I tie together the subjects. Does that work for everybody? Is that okay? I mean, something might come up, and you can always interrupt me and add, but I find that in the, in that way, I can sometimes share a lot and it makes it richer is that um does that make sense?
2: yeah, I don't really method at all that's fine with me um Wonderful. and
0: just quick Laura, I don't remember hearing the recording start. Did you start it?
1: I did thank you so much for okay, your knowledge to your k a to, to your <laughs> telling me yeah. So because I've been on the call and you ladies, we started talking a little later, the actual recording, when you listen to it, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to even put a little note on Facebook. I'll probably do it very, very soon, unless Donna, you want to do that while I talk or somebody else talks, that the first, I would say, eight to nine minutes, basically, are going to be silent because I was on the call uh, and the recording started. And um, okay. we hadn't, you know, nobody was there. So not to, you know, not to freak out that it is being recorded. I see it right in front of me, um, but it is, um, you know, there was there was silence in the beginning. Okay, uh, very, and very, awesome. not that
2: no one was there, just not knowing
1: to talk yet. <laughs> I know exactly. So we were both here just meditating. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we there can, can even put that the first ten minutes are yeah. just to invite you Meditation. to come and settle. <laughs> Yes, meditation moment. <laughs> That's a good point. So next time I'm going to start the recording and I start talking, which I can very easily do by myself, no pro- no questions. So I um, will do that, yeah. Yeah, I was just, you know, waiting to see, and I didn't, I guess I kept on checking. But anyway, the good thing is that we're all here. And um, so what I hear, Kali, that I want to really celebrate with you is that you do have somebody that is, you're going to be working uh, every two weeks, and that you're not only that, but you're interested in actually developing a commitment, a a way that you can have commitment and accountability with the people that you're going to be working. You also have a fabulous background in education, so you have a lot to offer, and even though you will be practicing EFT and matrix, uh, you know, who you are, you already have a lot to offer, so I think that is more than... Um, more than reasonable that you can actually charge, even if it 's a minimal amount, and I completely agree with the charging commitment and accountability versus not, so absolutely. do you have any other particular question? I definitely cover that extensively.
2: Um, I guess something I, I guess I wanted to share and maybe it 'll come up how I can strategize reaching out in the future is you know you 've asked us to think about who is our target audience. Mm -hmm. And um, I definitely, I know like moms and families, you know, things I can relate. Well, you know, you know, family issues and, and parents, but also I'm thinking, I want to specifically reach out to teachers. And if that was going to be like a niche that I had, it would be working with teachers and then helping them to teach it to their students. Even if I'm working like, you know, privately with teachers as my clients but then you know i help them professionally um and and vicariously through them reach out to their students to to um find ways to integrate it into their classroom so that's something i want to be able to kind of find ways to practice as well you know before i kind of you know i'm certified and and am officially opening doors up, basically. But um, I also wonder, too, if there's a way, and maybe you can help me think about a way to position myself so that I could offer EFT um, workshops for teachers and they would get credit, like they have professional development credit is something that teachers have to get especially you know public school teachers and um so if I could find a way to to link into making e f t sessions um or like oh mini workshops uh something that they would it would be a win win for them you know and and i but that's a little bit more complicated and down the road it's just something that I want to kind of put out there as um a goal, I guess.
1: Fabulous, wonderful. So I'll talk with about that as well and how how okay. to go about it. And that sounds wonderful. Great. Okay. Okay. So oh, Donna, I have one more I mini question. Were... <laughs> so oh, can... go for it. Go for it. Okay. The mini question is:
2: when setting up even the practice sessions, I know there's apps or online website kind of stuff where you can have people schedule you from online and pay for you online eventually when that payment's happening. Um, I was just wondering if you recommended doing that even for the practice sessions. And I I was thinking it would be a good idea just to kind of figure out the pitfalls of it, you know what I mean, to troubleshoot before I have, quote, unquote, my doors open, that even if some practicing people can go online and sign up with me there to... Feel it out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that was my last. Piece. I'll, I'll talk about that. <laughs> That's totally fine. No problem.
2: Okay, <laughs> <Hey, laughs>
1: wonderful. So Donna, hi.
0: Um, so Hello. I have. I've done in two more practices. I did a practice with Guilain. Thank you very much, Ghislaine. Um I did a second practice with the woman I had practiced with before, uh, and. And I have another one scheduled with her because I asked if she would do. Yeah,
1: and
0: um, so it sounds... so a couple of things. So it was really helpful to do it with Gailan since she's uh, not only did the training with us, but has also been familiar as a client of of this process. And one of the things that she was so helpful with was and and nevertheless, it might be good to talk to in this call, is there's so many people in the room when you're doing this um, practice, and I get confused of who I'm talking to when. So when I was working with the internal parent and trying to... Uh, at sending the parent, internal parent to the magic clinic,
1: um,
0: I was talking to the internal parent. and Gillain was able to say, "No, here you're, you're, you're referring to the internal parent, and she is going and, she, you know, and they are she's tapping and not you are tapping. So that was helpful was really helpful to me and and I think, but I do sometimes get a little overwhelmed like who am I talking to now? <laughs> um, right. so right. so more clarity around that it will continue to be good and more practice will help and then Perfect. with my with my friend who I did the second one on um, um, one way. It, it felt like she was more. we were both kind of a little bit more in the swing of what we were doing. Um, but it almost, like, felt a little too easy with the internal parent. Uh, like, I don't know. And, and, again, some of it's probably just experience. It felt like the internal parent just kind of capitulated really easily. But it wasn't that different than when I was the demo at our training, where it was kind of the same thing. The parent said I didn't realize, you know, what I said had such an impact and hurt you so much, and I'm so sorry. So so it was good. You know, I could see it. it's not that different, but somehow I was concerned that, she was out thinking the process, you know, like just going there and not actually
2: um,
0: going through it, so I don't know if that ever happens or i'm I'm over uh analyzing so um but but uh, yes, I am really um very pleased to have done those practices um and I want to keep doing. That.
1: Fabulous. That's a very, very, very good question. I mean, all of them are, but it's like really, really good to reflect and to see all the different pieces that are present, not just in the room, but within you as well. Right? Um, So fabulous. And congratulations. Uh, You're definitely moving forward and getting um, getting more comfortable with it, it sounds like. Probably a lot more comfortable, right?
0: Um a little more comfortable, but uh moving <laughs> forward definitely
1: <laughs> wonderful that's great that's really great um any part- so you have a couple of questions any other questions or anything else uh
0: no I think those those were really the uh, big things that I had come
1: up with wonderful and of course, if anything else comes up, you know we can always add questions and add different things that may that may arise absolutely. Okay, that's likely. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Donna. Thanks. Of course. Okay. I know that Anthony's with us and there's a couple more people that I know what your your location is, but I don't know who you are. So anybody just uh speak up. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us?
3: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay, so share your successes, any any small or big thing that has happened in the couple of the last two weeks.
3: Um, well, nothing as far as me practicing on anyone else. I mean, just having a session with Stefan. that's about it. <coughs> and uh, trying to do a little bit more practice as far as, Doing maintenance tapping since our last time that we spoke. And And, well,
1: did you did you actually tap? Is that so? You had a this is the thing that I was mentioning. I don't know if you came a little a little um, later and you didn't hear, but it's so crucial that we actually point and notice the things that are happening. So you did have a session with Stefan, and prior to two weeks ago, you were not tapping very much on your own, or you felt a little resistance. How did that work on tapping on your own?
3: Well, it was, um, it wasn't hard getting into it. It was just reminding myself, um, that it's, it needs to be done. So I, I found myself trying to do it like in the shower in the mornings or, or that, that seems to be the best time for me to do it anyways in the shower because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm not surrounded by other people and having to do something, um, other than what's for me, um, I even found myself today doing it, um, not so much as a maintenance tapping, so to speak, but because I was triggered and I just had to take myself away from the stressor and go somewhere quiet and tap for a few minutes. So it was definitely helpful for me.
1: Great. Did that? Did you notice that it just what What happened when you tapped on your own? Because that's that's the key piece. That's the golden nugget. So you removed from the, yourself from the situation, and you went and tapped on your own. And what did you notice? Did anything change?
3: Um, it definitely took the edge off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, after, I mean, I was rapid tapping, so after probably a good, you know, 10 cycles through, I, uh, I felt like I could go back up and take challenges some more.
1: All right. So that is huge. Even if you're able to take the edge off and it's like okay, you're not you know, you're not blowing up and you know, you're this that's a that's a really good start. Is that is that something and we can actually tackle different ways that may be uh more helpful? Um, the other thing is time. If it's in the middle of work, having to, you know, remove yourself may be more challenging. To be away for, I don't know if you can remove yourself from 10 or 15 minutes, right? And sometimes it takes that much to really make a difference. Yeah,
3: it would. Have, I would have benefited more from, from more time, but also if I had taken myself away sooner instead of getting to that higher point that I was already. And it's kind of a, I mean, for me personally at work, it's kind of a catch-22. I take myself away from the stressor to de-stress, but, but then I start stressing because the stressor is building up behind, you know, like the phone calls, for example. They keep coming in without when I'm not there, so it just makes more stress for when I come back.
1: So uh, so how to, like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe one of the things that we could talk about is, like, how to do maintenance, so, you could actually deal with what's coming your way without having your nervous system get overwhelmed. And that's a very important thing to know for ourselves, but for our clients, because there's a lot of people that are highly sensitive or that, you know, there's stressors going on in their lives for whatever reason and they just get overwhelmed, and how to manage that overwhelm. Uh, it's it's very very important. So we can talk about that absolutely. Um, and is this a particular more stressful time, or this is something that tends to happen in general, Anthony?
3: This is a daily occurrence at work.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: Some days are better than others, but generally it's there.
1: Okay. Good. So, you know, we'll we'll talk about how to deal with like ongoing stress and overwhelm. Okay. Right. Great. Any particular questions or comments or things that are that you would like to know more about? Uh
3: can't think of any right now.
1: Okay. And uh, if anything comes up, just let me know. You know, something may may pop for you, okay? All right, thank you. Wonderful, thank you. So uh, who else is with us that I'd like to share?
4: Me, <clears> then?
1: <throat> oh, wonderful. So your call is coming in as if you're coming from California. Is that where you're at? <laughs> <Oops>.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I think it's the Skype probably. Go ahead, go ahead. We're, yeah.
4: And I tried to enter my pin and it didn't work. I don't know how come it says that I don't know my pin like for you to, to see me. I don't know what happened. Um yeah, so I practiced the matrix with the you know, with the uh, first call. i like, and um yeah. And it was really interesting, like the person reacted really well um when when she talked because the womb the thing was like they were they were um um uh, how do you say that like um um like she when she was in the womb, she had a sister oh <laughs>
1: ah, no. right yes
4: yeah so, and then after the the, the, the sister died, <clears throat> and then, so I brought her back in the womb to talk to the, the, the sister so she could talk to the sister. And then like the message she got from the sister was like, why, why have you made your life so hard? And like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was interesting because just before getting into the womb, Uh, she got in touch with the rejection and then I did some work around the rejection and then she was like, she saw serenity has the opposite emotion for rejection uh, from a disgust. Mm -hmm. And then she realized that the sister was the the serenity. So she kind of let the serenity with her sister and she lived through her life with the disgust. And then she could like Mm -hmm. go back get back this feeling in her body like she she was transformed like at the end of the call she was just transformed it was amazing and then she said like because she's done a lot of work personal work in her life and she was like that was the most intense work i ever done and she was like so thankful and really saying like you know what you're doing you're transforming life and i was like oh thank you very much so that was such an experience thank you for supporting me in this uh adventure.
1: <laughs> for sure. I am so and congratulations to you for being courageous and jumping on board because I totally know that it can be a little tricky taking a client in a place that you know is very delicate and there's a lot going on there. Uh but I'm so thrilled that it was, it sounds like it was a fabulous and beautiful transformation for her. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm-hmm.
4: And yes, oh. it was scary a bit.
1: <laughs> i will say that again. But I couldn't hear that. I said yes, it was scary a bit just to
4: bring her back there. You know, like I didn't know what was going to happen. But, I mean, she knew that it was the first time. I mean, I was honest with her. Like, so I didn't, you know, I didn't have to pretend that I really know what I'm doing here. And, and I was cautious, like every way. I was clearing everything up, you know, like the the emotion and everything to make sure that when she would be ready to go back in the womb, she wouldn't carry with her like rejection and whatever, so that was like, yeah, so I mean, I kind of took all my experience and bring it in this experience, so that went well, so i was I was happy, proud of myself and and yes, when you go somewhere that you've never been, it's like. Cool for the client and cool it was cool for me too. So yeah. And 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 yeah. knowing that anything goes wrong, I could talk to you, that helped me too, you know. So
1: absolutely. And and one thing that I wanna share with you is that if something happens in between the week, okay, or some there's a holiday and we don't see each other, but something happens between the week, feel free to uh, send me an email or post in the Facebook and I'll create an audio and i respond to you, okay? Because that, that is very easy for me to do and I don't want you to have to wait if you know you are at a crossroads or something happens and you're going to have a, a client the following day or something like that. Feel free to reach out. I, I definitely am here for you. um, And I have to share that that, that is so fabulous. Not that you did it, that is just in itself a humongous success, and I'm so happy and thrilled for you. You could probably hear my enthusiasm. But on top of it, I want everybody to notice that you told her, you know, I've never done this before, uh, and we're just, we're going to explore. I'm really going to create this sacred space and hold everything and be very careful. But I haven't done this before, and that mm-hmm. in itself is like, okay, you know, you don't have to be and uh, you know perfect at it or even really really good. You're just exploring with her and seeing what happens. Um, and I'll share a couple of things that happened for me with uh, new clients these past couple of weeks that were really fascinating. So um, congratulations. Has anything uh, arise or has anything come up for you, Ghislaine, that you have either questions or comments that uh, that you would like to make? No, not that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And because uh, you, you've, been, you've been using the, um, for quite a while, you're using the Matrix. Is that true?
4: I'm using it since I started working with it with Stefan, because, uh, I mean, using it in the program that I did with Stefan, because we had to do it with a buddy. So then I started All doing right. it. you. So I started at this moment. Mm-hmm. So it's been, a, I don't Wonderful. know, like, a, when did he start this program? In May. So maybe it's since May.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. So I'll answer questions, and then if somebody, I'm gonna, if that's okay, I know everybody. I'm gonna unmute and see if anybody has a comment because I wanted to have a very clear recording before when I do the questions. Is there any other comments or questions that you want to make before I start answering from anybody?
0: Um, can I, I thought of one more thing that I got from my session with Gilan. Um, that was really helpful also about the internal parent, that um, I was focusing kind of too much attention on helping the internal parent and not, like, forgetting, it was like I forgot that my client is not the internal parent, that's just a part of my actual client, and so I'm not, like I could be more firmer with the internal parent and more direct. Like don't you see this impact and um, how could be? whatever. I needed to say I was being a little too um, careful with this internal parent as if they that was a, an actual client. So it was interesting and very helpful to have her point that out.
1: Wonderful. So, in a way that you, with the parent, you're a little bit more coach-like and not as careful or cautious, but a little bit more directive. Right. Perfect. Yes. Absolutely. Great. Okay. So, I'm gonna go ahead and mute you all. I'm gonna respond questions, and then I'm, I'm muting you. Um, if something comes up, you know, make sure that yeah, just write it down if you you're gonna forget. I'll be I'll be right back. Okay. So. Everybody's muted, and I would like to start by responding to Kali. And uh, first thing is that I completely agree that it's very, very important uh, when we introduce EFT to someone uh, to actually have a little discussion about what it is and what is their interest in actually working with you. So this is something that is very powerful to understand and have this this conversation any time that you start working with someone, why is it that they want to work on this? Because if they're doing it for you, and this is the main thing when we do with friends or we start practicing, if they do it for you, they're actually they're going to come a time that they have another, you know, they have an errand to run. You, it's very important that this is, is as important or more important to them than to you. You are practicing, but you actually really facilitating change and transformation for them, which is extremely valuable. And I want you to own that to however extent you feel comfortable as you build on your confidence and your trust in yourself. You're also one. I want you to you start inviting you to value yourself, to really um, own the value that you are providing because it's huge. It's really important. You're just not, oh, would you do these for me because I want to practice or I need to practice. It's not coming from that place. There's something fabulous that I'm doing. I want you to even practice, you know, practice with each other, practice in front of the mirror. When you're talking about what you're doing, and really owning the value of what you provide and from that place i think it's very important that if we discuss or we are introducing eft to someone that has never done it to say that this is you know the way that you use it for your own sake would be more to like uh, anthony was saying to take the edge of something initially this is not about healing or transforming or there's very few people that can take you know can be part of a session as a client and then go into deep healing. Uh, that happened for me once with a client that had been a coach for several years and she had been using EFT and then when I introduced her to Matrix, I remember very, very strong, knowledgeable achiever, that first week we did a Matrix session and that same week before the next session she did like three more on her own. Uh, so that's very driven and somebody that had a lot of experience and you know uh, self insight and awareness, um, which I still don't recommend. I don't think that that's the best because uh, I can tell tell you more about that. But um, it's very important to be held, especially when it has to do with trauma or deep issues that that have been present for a number of years. Um, so that's a very important issue between self-tapping and tapping with a practitioner is the level, right? We're not going for trauma. We're not going for intense memories. It's just like whatever is going on now, and I'm just tapping as I'm getting in touch with sensations, emotions, and thoughts that are present, and I don't even have to say anything. By the way, I just made a little video. I think it was this Tuesday. Um, I, did a, I think it was a, a Facebook Live. Uh, if I could share it with a group. About what to say while tapping and why we tap on the negative. It's I don't know. It's like two or three minutes long, but so many people have been asking me that I said, you know what, I'm going to just make a little video for everyone. So I'll share it with the group as well. Um, Regarding the value and the commitment, I am so on board with that. I very strongly encourage everyone to create packages. I love calling them programs, but you can start calling them packages. You know, it can be packages of sessions. My uh, strong suggestion is that these packages are going to be targeting a particular issue. So somebody comes for you because they tend to be extremely anxious when they go to work. That's one package you're going to address, let's say, five sessions directly on that issue, and you're going to tackle it and work on it. Or, you know, if there's something, you know, they have a traumatic history, you're going to have 10 pa- you know ten sessions that is going to be directed to that. The reason that I'm saying this is that because new era coaches, some of you, one of the things that happens, and it happened to me a lot, is that as humans we have things that come up all the time. So let's say that I contact someone because I want to address my uh, anxiety with work, let's say, but then something happens at home. Or, my daughter comes from school and it has an issue, or I have a a difficult conversation with her teacher, whatever it may be, and I bring it to that session. It's not that it's not okay or not allowed, but as the coach, it's very important that you practice this kind of um this kind of wording and containing okay, I totally understand that you just came from, or that yesterday this happened and and I really want to honor where you're at right now now we decided to work together to address this particular thing, your anxiety with work. We started working on that. We had two sessions on it. Now these have come up. I can definitely help you with it, but I want you to make a conscious choice, knowing that this may actually delay your goal with the original intent that you wanted to start working together. The reason that that is really hugely important is that The the client, no matter who it is, right, if it's a friend, a relative, or or, or really an actual client, feels very contained by that because you are very clear that as your coach, this is your role. You're creating space, you're containing them, and you're actually going to be somewhat holding that space and directing it. You totally respond and have a very empathic connection, so you see where they're at, but this is not something that whatever they come up with, you're going to be working on. I hope that really makes sense. So when it comes to packages, my answer would be create packages that are that connect with what is it that needs to be worked on. So if there's a traumatic history, or for example, when it comes to emotional eating, and Liz Gillane is the expert, but I would say that there there's so many components and you know complications, and it's such a complex issue. I don't think that anything can be done in less than, I would say, eight or ten sessions. Um, and I have some some uh, personal um, you know, knowledge of this as well, and I know that it's, it's a challenging and very complex issue because it may look like it's just food, but it has so many layers. So uh, depending on what the issue is, I would recommend, okay, this is the, the package or the program that I'm going to invite you to Inve- you know, the, to invest on together and this is the time that it's, it's going to take and that is very clear even if you make a very simple contract where it has like three lines and this is the investment and it, if it's comfortable what is congruent for you? That's a, another huge thing what is congruent for you when it comes to charging? If at this time you feel like you know, $10 is what you want to charge that's it. There's, there's no right or wrong way when you're in the practice in the practice arena. Uh, And I strongly encourage you to fully practice on owning your value because that is really going to have a huge impact in how much you're going to charge, of course. Um, When it comes to targeting audience, I think it's very, very important, and I encourage everybody. I know that some people in the group have done this extensively, and maybe some of you haven't, but it's something that I, I believe is very important to do and to revisit even every few months. What is the target audience, meaning who are you as an expert, and because of that, based on who you are, what are you passionate about helping the world? What is your personal contribution? And from that place, who are the people that are going to most benefit from the expert that you are, given your skills, given your expertise, given – I mean, there's a very uh, special process that I do, but there's four components. There's your innate brilliance, your skills and education, the gains from your pains throughout your life that you have acquired. And the last one is what are you passionate about? So that is actually going to, from that it arises who you are as an expert and from that who are the people that you really want to help uh, when it comes to offering to talking with teachers, colleagues, what I would say is do a little research, especially with the uh, continuing ed or the those um, yeah that education piece. I don't know what are the requirements for you to offer CEUs. For me, I have to have a license, otherwise, uh, or find somebody that sponsors me that have a license. Um, so that's very important. And when it comes to teachers, I would say start with something simple and and powerful, you know and just sharing the the tool and addressing anxiety or addressing um what are the number one issues that you know that teachers have uh from their personal experience working you know like it's it's a very taxing job and it's, it's very it just don't, it feels like twenty four seven I don't know if teachers probably that's why they have summers off, so that's what I would say and uh the calendar the online calendar we use acuity is a acuity acuity scheduler acuity calendar um Stefan has done a lot of research on these uh it's It's something like ten dollars a month It's really worth it it's very good when you set it up it's it's great it's pretty easy to to understand um and there's not one system to start what I would say do the acuity calendar. Is, is, sorry, it's AcuityScheduling.com. That's what it's called. Acuity. A C U I T Y Scheduling.com. And uh, and what I use, uh, what I would recommend that you use to start is PayPal. PayPal is easy. It's simple. It's super secure. That would be my recommendation. Uh, you can go a lot more complex, but I don't think there's a need. And, uh, you know, five years later, I'm still using PayPal and uh, the Acuity calendar is fabulous. So, um, Donna, um, I think that it's very, very important to absolutely realize that some, at certain points there's going to be a lot of people in the room. And this is what helps me a lot. I am extremely visual. And I visualize that if I'm in front of a play, almost like, or you, you can play, you know, like a room, but a play means a theater piece. And there's going to be, uh, you know, one of the things that I often do before I attend to any parent or anybody else when I'm initially working, connecting, so first is the, your client, then the inner child, and then the parents come, right? Or usually parents, it could be a caretaker. Um, what I tend to do is that I need to make sure that that inner child is safe. And that's when sometimes other people may come in. So the the child is feeling better, and before I address anything with the internalized parent, the child is in a good place. We have tapped, and if for whatever reason they're not feeling fully safe, but I really need to talk with the parent, um, then I would say, who else would could be here? And sometimes I bring in the possibility of other relatives, guardian angels, light beings, whatever would work, you know, superhero, whatever would work for that child to feel protected and safe. Sometimes I bring friends. I had one client who was bullied. And uh, after we addressed and healed quite a bit, what she wanted was were other friends. And we just created friends for that inner child. Um, so the inner child is totally content and happy while we're addressing the other, you know. The other thing is that I'm constantly taking notes. So I know who is it that I'm dealing with. It's always okay to take a pause, always. You can always say, let's take a deep breath and, you know, just come back. What is going on right now? Is your inner child okay? How are you doing? Are you still connected with him or her? What is present for you? What is going on for her or him? And now we're going to continue. So even though there's a flow to it, it's very important that at any point that you're feeling a little bit out of sort or is it too much to handle, take a breath and just come back to where you're at, even if you get completely lost. Um, when it comes to second practice, like you said, with your friend, the main difference between was it too, e- was it too easy because she was, you know, thinking her way out of it or was it because he's done it before? And the big question that I have for you, Donna, is was these the same parent? Because if it's, let me see if I can unmute you one second, because that that would be a very important piece. If it's the same parent, it would make a big difference. Okay. So Donna, you're unmuted. Was it the same, uh, the same parent for that second session or a different one?
0: No, the second session it was a different parent.
1: Okay, and yet it was it was easier than the first time, yes, okay, okay, so one of the pieces that can that happens is that um if you wanna to totally make sure do you wanna really uh be clear that it was um it was easier but she was still with you it's just to check to check with her, and if you're thinking if you're realizing or you're getting a sense that she's thinking her way out of it. I always ask, I said, okay, what what are you sensing in your body? Can you tell me, reconnect, can you tell me what your inner child is, is sensing right now? Can you see her? Because it is true, there's moments that if it feels a little bit um, intense or scary in any way, you're going to sense that they're a little bit more detached, and it's just very important to address it. So absolutely, if something has, doesn't quite work or is, uh, you know, it just sen- it doesn't feel quite right. Check in. Mm-hmm. What What are you sensing? Was it a, so? Based on these questions, do you think that she was more thinking her way out of it, or is, was it because she was more um, comfortable or familiar with the with the process?
0: Yeah, I think that it was m- maybe that she was more familiar with the process.
1: Yeah: Yeah. And the other big, big piece is that you actually uh, one of the things that I have done many times I know with Matrix we don't do the, the scale one to 10 and whatnot, but one of the things that I have done is, for example, I was working this week with a client, and he, we were addressing the fact that he felt like there were moments where he goes to a very deep place where he feels like he's not worth it. He's not worth it, he doesn't feel like he can get his needs met, but he doesn't matter. So we did a matrix, and at the end, I just checked with him. I said, so just check in with yourself. How true does it feel that you're not worth it? it? Is that true? And he was like, oh, no, not at all. So that's another way of really addressing, like is has something really shifted, and they are in a very different place? So that is very important as well to check in, like, Is there a sense of transformation, a sense of shift in them? Um, And yes, absolutely. Like I said, like what we were talking earlier, I'm so glad that Ghislaine said, you know, you don't have to put so much attention maybe on the parent, uh, you know, and, and and be totally okay with that. You know, sometimes the inner child may say something like, well, you know, I don't think that my dad or my mom, you know, deserves that or this or that or or my inner child is not doing really well or something is coming from the inner child, it is very important that they are the main client. They really are. It's like first you have your adult, but then when you're addressing the inner child, I think that is very important uh, to really make sure that that inner child is feeling completely safe and secure and they are the ones that need to be... um, In in have a resolution even if it's not complete that they are in a safe secure and they feel um, they feel good that is very very important because the other piece is you don't want to do anything that could potentially re-traumatize them right which is like you know you're paying attention to the client sorry to the parent and then the the inner child feels like well how about you know i'm i'm the one that needs something here um so, and if there are any other questions, I'll, I'll open the I'll open in a minute. But I do want to address when Anthony was talking about uh, tapping and managing overwhelm. I think this is something that happens to my guess is to all of us at times. Uh, sometimes because you know, right now I'm doing a major project, and there's moments where I feel completely overwhelmed. Uh, sometimes it's because we have a you know a chronic situation, maybe like a job like you were saying that is is pretty much consistent stress and how to manage that. My rec- uh, biggest recommendation is maintenance and self care to a really extend degree. So knowing that what we're we're actually releasing the tension, releasing the stress, releasing the overwhelm by naming it. Like for example, tap you know, just shower or commuting to work and saying, even though you know I, I don't want to go in, or this is extremely stressful, I don't want to do this, or I know that it's going to be hellish, whatever it might be going on, just voicing it, and then when that has decreased enough to invite a sense of it's okay. Even if not everything, absolutely everything gets done, it's still okay, right? Just that, that reassurance, that self-reassurance and self-soothing so we can actually invite our nervous system to relax and to function from a much more efficient and loving way. Now we're holding. We're aware that this is difficult, and we're holding ourselves in this light that it's okay. We we know it's not going to be perfect. We know it's not going to be all, you know, all done. At times, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen. We don't. We're not able to return all the calls, all the emails, respond to everything. We have to do. And that is okay. We are doing the best that we can. I cannot even extend that enough. I think I may have talked to you about turtle energy, and I'm constantly needing to develop that because I know that we tend to all be hares, and we live in a very hare or rabbit society that is pushing us to do more and more. And even when we're exhausted to push even a little further, so we may be able to cross one more thing off the list. And I think that it's really not sustainable because we burn out or we explode or we just quit or, you know, because has a very negative consequence. Um, and I'm, I'm so thrilled, Ghislaine, that it was so beautiful that what took place. I am unmuting you, and um, I want to find out if there's any other questions or comments that you ladies have. I think Anthony's back to work, so it's Donna and Ghislaine. Any other comment or question about anything that I discussed or any other thing that you would like to contribute as well?
4: Uh, on my side, I feel, um, I feel that it's good. I feel more confident about what I do, and that's great too. The thing is, what is funny is um, because now it's more my team that does the, um, the matrix, you know, it's not less me. I do it, like, uh, in a group session, a bit like you do, and um, and I haven't done it a lot with for me, you know, like, Donna did one for me, but, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not receiving it as much as when I was working with Stefan. and uh, we kind of lose hands really fast with this, I was like, the last one I did, I was like, whoa, like, it's not like the, the script doesn't go as, you know, like, there's kind of the basics always, but... I mean, I was like, oh, I'm less than the, you know, like when the the person was ranting or anger, and I was like, is this bad anger? Is this good anger? Like I was kind of, oh, that's <laughs> like, then I just let go. But I was like, hmm, is this bad anger? <laughs> because she was like yelling at her parents, like I, I, I uh, like in French, it was the "sédatess," and like it was more like um, I. I hate you, and then I was like, oh, Stefan said that I hate you is good, but you know, and, and then I was like, okay, just let it go. But it was funny how when you know, when I was doing it often with Stefan, like it was really easy for me to get in this like space of good anger,
1: and uh, so that's the only only thing I could add. And that is, you know what, that is a wonderful, wonderful comment. I'm so glad that you said that because one of the things that I notice is that usually I let them rant for a little bit, so, you know, express whatever comes. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you are a bad mom and you did, and you shouldn't be doing that. And I let that happen for a few, you know, for just a couple of minutes. And then I say, and it's not, and I guide them, I, it's not okay with me. And it's not okay with me. And I'm furious and this is not okay. So turning into sentences that are more empowering. You know, I had a client actually this past week that started saying, and, and I'm not, you know, I don't want you to do that anymore, which sounded like it was almost like a request, right? I don't want you to do that anymore. Or, you know, I ask you not to do that anymore. But no, no, no. This is how it goes. You say, that is not okay with me, and you're never doing it again. You see how the difference is very empowering. Ah. I'm I'm Ah. putting a boundary. This is not okay. You're never doing this to me again. And the energy was so different. So I allowed him to say what he wanted to say just for a little bit, and then I guided gently into more empowering and stronger um, statements that got him, that empowered that child, and didn't keep it because it's interesting. From a very and this is very very important for all of us. From a very angry place, we can still be like victims, yeah, exactly. depending on how we express our anger, we can still say, you know you know i don't I don't want you to do that anymore, that hurts, and that's bad. You're such a bad person it's like if we're blaming, we're still actually a little bit in victim place." And when we do transform, we have to really start making statements that are empowering. But, you know, people that have had severe trauma sometimes don't even know how to say, this is not that's- okay with me. You're never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Thank
1: you. Yeah, so that's really important. The other piece that I want to share, Ghislaine, with actually all of you is that uh, recently I've had a, um, a few new clients where the process was very nonlinear in the sense of like we had to do a matrix that actually took us in various ways and almost like branching out. And I just kind of followed and contained a session where we never actually got to work with the parent. And yet the child got to express an empowering and very clear needs that really com- you know connected it with the adults and, coming at it from a complete different place, and it wasn't until later that that took place in addressing the parents. Sometimes the client is not ready for the parent to change. Even though they know it's in the internalized parent, sometimes that happens. So, And just what I'm sharing is that just when, you know, of course you get the script and you follow it, and if something goes a little bit, off, you know, just off, make sure that you trust your intuition because that is the best way to go with anybody, that you are here and you are the one that is helping them transform and using you and what comes up for you, what feels right in the moment, even if it doesn't follow the script. So that was another thing that I wanted to add. And sometimes it's challenging because it's 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 not simple. So it's about trusting your intuition To a deeper degree is really, really important. Wonderful, and I'm curious, Donna, if you have any questions or comments.
0: Uh, That was really helpful. You know, I know that we started out our training with good anger versus bad anger, um, and that. But. I. I don't remember when we were talking, when we were doing the Matrix Day about, you probably did say it, but I didn't write, connect to it. And now I really get what we're doing in that. Um, anger. So that's
1: great. Wonderful. That was so helpful. I, I, th- I do want to remind you, and this is something that I, I talk with people about, and I want to remind you of the four pillars of victims because you're going to notice if there's a more work to done and how much in the way that people communicate remember that if they you know if they complain they blame they justify or give excuses or they're um i always forget one um they complain oh if anybody oh why have I, but it's Definitely. <laughs> what's the which one Can you think of one, Donna? But definitely, it's like justifying, giving excuses, complaining, and blaming. So it's they have things that have to do. They're the opposite of taking responsibility and feeling empowered. Um, Why is it that I always forget one? Right? That's what happens. (laughs) Um, So if that is going on for your client, that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing to address and to help them because you're going to start slowly inviting them to change the language. And it can be very subtle and yet very, very powerful how we do these. And I'm going to find it because I have to. Let's see. Any other comments or questions? No, that's for me.
4: Thank
3: you.
1: You're very, very welcome. Okay, there it is. Sorry. So it's uh, criticize. So is there blame, criticize, complain, or justify, or give excuses? Those are the four pillars of of victims. So it's so so important to just just pay attention to those things for ourselves, but also when our clients are doing that. And, And I'm so thrilled that you're actually practicing with each other to the extent that you can. Um and you know, also bring suggestions. Ghislaine, I would I would love to hear from you if you have, you know, some suggestions about what is the best way to start. Do you think that it's a good idea to start with packages or to charging? If there's any comments or something that has worked for you, uh, feel free to contribute it because, you know, uh we've all have done things differently and I share my experience and what works for me, but sometimes um there's other ways and I totally uh acknowledge that. So uh, the one thing regarding charging. Yeah, go ahead.
4: I mean, working with package is really the best. I mean, it's harder to get the client, but when they are in, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a total shift, you know, like this woman, I work with the wound. I mean, she's been in the program for seven months now. So she had the trust. She knows me. She, she wanted to go there. It was time for her to go there. Like, I don't, I don't know how many years it will have take me to get her to this. If it was just to be like, you know, like one on one every week, like we, we, you know, like we reschedule another appointment. So it really makes a whole difference for me working with people that that yeah. that get the program for a year. I mean, it changes the whole thing. So yeah, with I mean it's harder, like I say, and then, I mean, I've been doing this for like 15 years now. So it's like, I was ready for that. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, if you can start with like eight weeks or three months, like it's already, the commitment is so different when people know that they're with you for a while. So yeah, for sure. I would recommend it as well, for sure.
1: And I think it's very important to be congruent with what we charge. It's not a problem. Like, you know, if somebody is, is coming, you know, it's new and they want to charge $10, 20 a session, that's fine. I think that it's important to own your value, but whatever number resonates and works for you, absolutely. Because I think commitment is huge. I so agree with you, Ghislaine, that once somebody commits, then when you hit those rough moments or, you know, when they feel sometimes worse than they did, uh, you're still you know, encouraging all the time, no matter what. It's so important to reassure them that this is part of the process. Sometimes it does feel awful, but they're really on the right track, and things are totally going to turn around. So that is really, really good to have that commitment and accountability. And please feel free to use the Facebook. I know that we're all bombarded with so many things going, going on, but if at any point a question comes up, I'm always checking, so I can very easily create an audio that I can post uh, on the group and answer your question, because whatever your question might be, I can assure you it's going to be useful for everybody else. So, And uh, and it's such a pleasure. So we're definitely meeting uh, next week, which is December 8th, sorry, December 9th. And um, then we're going to actually extend, because we're going to be working on... Um, December sixteenth, and I'm gone the twenty-third. But we're probably going to have—I don't know if everybody wants to have a December thirtieth, or shall we leave it for January sixth? So I'll send a message. But I would be happy. Yeah. What do you? Is it better the thirtieth? Is not a good day. No. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do that because we skipped one. You know, we couldn't do the eleventh that I had. I had surgery, so um, we'll extend January sixth so I'm going to tell everybody to put them on their calendars, okay? Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a fabulous week, and feel free to write with any successes or any comments that come up, okay? All right. Yeah, I will. Bye. Okay. Bye. Big hug to everybody. All right.